0: In this episode, I tell you what the equipment of a stuck knot is. What is it that we're taking on this adventure to make sure that we survive and come back home to safety? My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist that thinks the world needs a new paradigm for mental health. Welcome to Stuck Knot As always, of course, before I get into things, please put yourself first. I do keep every episode as safe as I can, but just by the nature of the topics, you may experience some stuff come up. This one in particular, I don't think should be terribly triggering, but I don't know you, so put yourself first. This podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. So real quick, what is the Stuck Knot? Just a quick review. It's you, it's me, it's the audience of the Stuck Not Broken podcast, it's those that are interested in the political theory in particular, and also the somatic elements of what it means to be human. It's those of us that are going into our internal world and doing some exploration, doing some adventuring, seeing what we find in there. Learn more about that in the previous episode. This one, though, we're focusing on the tools of a stuck knot, because we can't go into this empty-handed. I mean, literally, we, we kind of are. We don't really need to, like, actually hold on to, like, a pickaxe or something like that, but... There are some tools that we're going to bring along with us, and some of those might be actual physical objects and the environment as well that can help us on our adventure here. The first tool, the first piece of equipment that we are bringing on our adventure is our knowledge, or what we as best know is our knowledge, what we best believe is our knowledge. And in particular, it's the paradigm of the polyvagal theory and these you know different pieces of somatic-based ideas of what it means to be in our mind or our body to have consciousness. So we have the paradigm of the polyvagal theory, which is the general understanding of the science of what it means to be human or to be a mammal. It's how we respond to safety, how we respond to danger. If you don't know what the polyvagal theory is, you're gonna have to go back to episode 101, start there, and and catch up basically. That's the general larger paradigm of how we can view the world, or at least view ourselves and our interactions. How we view change through the polyvagal ladder, all these different pieces of the polyvagal theory in general. But when we apply it to ourselves, that can give us a new narrative. And a new narrative is the second piece, the second tool, or a piece of equipment of what it means to be a stuck not of what we're bringing on our adventure inward. We're going to apply the paradigm of the polyvagal theory to ourselves as individuals and create a new narrative of what it means to be us, of what it means. 2BS and how we got to where we are, how we feel the way we feel. The polyvagal theory is going to bring a new lens rather than one of judgment and I'm born defective and I suck and I'm broken or I'm going to be like this forever. No, no, no. no. Polyvagal theory teaches us that change is definitely possible and there's a roadmap for it. It's a polyvagal ladder. Now we know there's the different states that we have to go to to survive certain things or to survive many things. But also day-to-day we We access these different bodily states throughout the day, and that's okay, that's normal. But we also know through the lens of the polyvagal theory that we apply it to ourselves. We know that we might just be stuck in a defensive state, stuck, not broken. When we take this paradigm of the polyvagal theory and apply it to ourselves, we're going to be left with this new story of who we are and how we are, and that's going to reduce, it should reduce. The amount of judgment that we have toward ourselves, hopefully we're at a, a level of judgment of, of zero. Hopefully our level of judgment is at zero. that That'd be ideal. It might not be the case for you. But when we have this new narrative, it might help to soften or reduce the amount of judgment you have toward yourself. I hear from people pretty often that they they do get to like a significantly reduced amount of judgment because it's just biology. It's just evolution. It's just being human and being stuck, and that's it. Judgment is an obstacle to the adventure of a stuck knot. It also might be something that we have to kind of explore and examine, maybe. But if we can just have a new understanding of the world and of ourselves, that can help to reduce, soften, eliminate judgment altogether, because judgment is an obstacle. If we can reduce the judgment or just soften it, that can lead to more room, more capacity for you to have more curiosity. And that's going to be a very good thing. <laughs> when you go on this adventure, this internal adventure, and you're exploring your internal world, you, you have to be curious about that. It's easy to be evaluative. It's, it's easy to be judgmental. Not that we want to, but we just, kinda, we just do that. From a defensive state, that's kind of what we do. So if we have curiosity, that's going to be a really big advantage to our adventure in the internal world but also the you know our interpersonal world and our environment, of course. But particularly when it comes to the adventure of a stuck knot, we're looking at the internal world. So if we have more room for curiosity than when we look at the internal world, then there's going to be less defensiveness, I think. And that means that when we look to the internal world and we find some of that stuck defensiveness, that we're going to have some space for curiosity. We're going to have some space to allow it to discharge or to return some energy to return maybe. And we're less likely to react out of defensiveness, and then we're less likely to defensively reinforce that stuck defensive energy in the first place. That stuck sympathetic state, or shutdown state, or freeze. So having curiosity and softening that judgment is going to be a very, very good thing. Very good uh, piece of equipment for us. The other piece of equipment is you yourself, your your body, yourself as an individual, your individual curiosity but you, in particular, as it's, it's you. Your individual capacity to self-regulate, because you can, it, it's, it is there. You might be stuck in a defensive state, but there is some potential to develop your self-regulation. And to do so, we have to build the strength of our vehicle break, which is the influence of our safety system on the heart, just kind of keeping it at a calmer pace. So it's possible to develop that so our individual capacity to self-regulate that's a tool and if we can have a stronger ability to self-regulate by exercising those safety pathways that's going to be a really big advantage to to our internal exploration another tool we might be able to use is having healthy boundaries and this could be offerings of co-regulation to other stuck knots or accepting it from others as well in your life. Hopefully you have people in your life that can offer passively offer co-regulation, just their own safety cues, and that you can accept that, hopefully. But we do so while also realizing that we need to take ownership over our own stuck-knot adventure, that when we explore the internal world, it's on us. So we have to take ownership over that while also accepting co-regulation from others and maybe even offering it to others, which would be nice, right? but i think the realization and the acceptance that we have to do our own work as some call it that's a piece of equipment that we need to have taking responsibility for our stuck state e- even if it is blatantly someone else's fault ultimately we it's up to us right it like it just is and i don't know another way around that it just is so accepting that and realizing that owning that that's a big advantage to to getting unstuck and doing that internal exploration. We can gather resources from others. People can be of help to us whether it's through co-regulation that offering their own safety or maybe they have knowledge that we don't have or an actual you know community resource like that's all well and good. Absolutely. We can hire a therapist or a coach or whoever. We can talk to our friends and get support. Absolutely. We can do all those things while also accepting and owning that, like, this is up to me to make the change that I want to see in my life. Another really important piece of equipment for the Stuck Knot is something called pendulation. This is the ability to go from feelings and sensations of safety to feelings and sensations of danger, basically. It's going from stuck, from a stuck defensive state up the polyvagal ladder, or so it's kind of like up and down. So it's up the polyvagal ladder and then back down to that defensive, stuck defensive state, and then back up and then down. But when you call it pendulating, there's also the image of like going back and forth. So uh, we'll stick to back and forth. So it's going from the stuck defensive state to a safety resource, back to the stuck defensive state to a safety resource. This is something I do in therapy a lot. This can be done through imagination. It could also be done through interactions with, you know, between me and the client, simply, you know, making a joke or reminding them of something positive. So it could be a memory, or maybe even a safety resource in their body, like where they do feel power or calm or safety. A lot of times it's through a memory. It's it's through tapping into something that they remember and can feel in that moment, they can re-experience as safety. And tapping into that, feeling that, and then going back to the defensive energy and checking in and see how we, how, seeing how it's doing and what it wants to do, and then going back to safety and then back. So it's kind of, it's going back and forth. So you're pendulating back and forth between these two sensations or experiences in the present moment. But to do so, you kind of have to know what brings you to safety. I have a course that's called Building Safety Anchors that can help. I mean, that's what it's all about, is identifying what brings you to safety. So it helps you to build the strength of your vagal brake but it also helps you identify what is a safety anchor for you that you can actually use for pendulation if you want to. So the course is 30 days and it helps you to build your menu of options for safety. But if you decide you want to do the deeper stuck knot work of going into some of that stuck defensive energy, it's going to set you up for that. You'll have a stronger vehicle break, but you'll also be able to have a present moment safety anchor to help you through that stuck defensive energy and to pendulate back and forth. Building safety anchors can be found on my website, justinlmft.com. There's a link in the description as well. So that's pendulation, but we have another tool as well, and that's called titration. This is the ability, the skill, the tool of being able to feel things a little bit at a time. When you journey inward, you get your helmet on, your stuck nut helmet, you journey inward, and you might come across, you probably will, you might, come across some stuck defensive energy or returning sympathetic energy so either it's stuck you know sympathetic uh, or returning sympathetic or some freeze energy that needs to thaw not shatter but thaw And that you do that through titration. So you allow that energy to return or to thaw a little bit at a time. You don't want to overwhelm yourself because if you do, you're just reinforcing the stuck defensive energy. So you want to feel things a little bit at a time. That's a really important piece of equipment for us is the ability to do that. We don't want to overwhelm the system. We don't want to go into a panic or into a rage. You want to do a little bit at a time. So if you fall too far down your ladder, it's really important to have that safety anchor ready to roll. That might be a sensory thing that you have with you, ready to roll, or it might be a memory, like I said before. Maybe it's a support person who's there with you. It could be a lot of different things. So you wanna feel this stuff a little bit at a time and have that safety ready to roll to anchor you back in the present moment. Another tool that we might be able to use and probably will use, and I think this is an important one, is the ability to feel and express. Appreciation and gratitude towards yourself. Because when you go in there and you find whatever it is, you might be able to eventually actually discharge it. And as you do so, the ability to apologize to yourself if you need to. Or even even doing this can lead to some discharge as well, to can open up the path. But apologizing to yourself, forgiving yourself, having expressing gratitude to your body for what it has done. Or what it has has survived, or the accomplishments, accomplishments that it's making in that moment. Expressing appreciation, expressing gratitude, love for yourself. That kind of, I know, I know. For me, when I do that, you know, to kind of deep meditative work, and I feel these shifts happening. I find myself thanking my body, and I know again that body and mind are not exactly separate, but experientially, it's it's what it seems like a lot of times. But I find myself saying like thank you and I appreciate you and I'm like talking to my body. So that might be something that comes up for you is is expressing appreciation and gratitude. So practicing that ahead of time or being prepared for it, because you're gonna these feelings of appreciation might just come over you. Forgiveness and, and apologizing as well. Whether that's forgiving yourself or maybe the capacity to forgive somebody else. All these things can help you in your journey as they're appropriate and as you're ready for them. The other thing that can be helpful, and again, through building Safety Anchors, is a dedicated practice because the inner work, the inner exploration, the inner adventuring is not a one-time thing. This is something that we have to dedicate ourselves to. Maybe it's every day. I know for the course it's 30 days straight, but maybe it's every day for you and just a little bit, maybe just like a a mindfulness walk or being more mindful as you're just existing. Maybe it's a dedicated practice of meditation every day or journaling, whatever it is. It's probably not going to be a one-time thing though. So setting up that structure, predictability, or intention, that dedicated practice is going to be a really important tool for you in your adventure here. Getting unstuck is not a one-time thing. Having determination is going to be really important. So really focusing on and making a goal for yourself can be really helpful. That can be a really good piece of equipment for you. Having that motivation. So maybe asking yourself, why do I want to do this? What does life look like for me when I'm successful at this? What pieces of my life do I want want to change? That might help you to focus on what's motivating you. But also discipline. Motivation is fantastic. Having the energy to make change awesome. But discipline is equally, maybe even more important. And discipline means having that routine, that practice, that dedication. And even when you don't feel like it, following through. Not easy. We've all been there, myself included. There's days where I'm just like, no. (laughs) I just want to hang out and play video games. But having that discipline is pretty essential to meeting whatever goal and accomplishing, utilizing that motivational energy to accomplish your goal. You need that dedicated practice to learn and practice how to explore the internal world because the first time you do it, you're going to be distracted, or the second time or the third time. You're going to be up in your thoughts. Your surrounding environment is going to be a distraction. It's not going to be easy. So practicing is pretty important when it comes to this inner adventuring of a stuck knot. Also, the dedicated practice can help you to develop those safety anchors and to build that bagel break. That, that is so, so, so important. Building the strength of your bagel break is so important to being able to go inward Stay there and be curious. It is absolutely essential. So, that dedicated practice is really important. Another piece of equipment that can be helpful for us is that top down uh, paradigm, like I, I mentioned before, having that new narrative for yourself, developing those new stories about yourself. And one of them that I like the most is that you're stuck and not broken. I think it's a good way to take the polyvagal theory and basically sum it up and just say, hey, you're stuck and not broken, stuck, not broken. And so when you look inward and you have that piece of knowledge as a, just as a tool for yourself to remind yourself, I'm stuck. My autonomic nervous system is just stuck. That's it. That's all it is. That can be very normalizing, very validating. That can be a really big help when you go inward. But there's also uh, plenty of things. There's lots of tools you can use with a bottom-up practice. I mean, the majority of the fibers in your vagus are going from the body to the brain that the majority of the communication is from the body to the brain. So sending those signals up of safety can be really important. The feedback loop between the body and the brain is, is the focus here. We're sending cues of safety up to the brainstem, but also sending cues of safety from our conscious mind down to the body as well. So having those top-down narratives like stuck, not broken, can be a cue of safety to your body. But you can also send cues of safety back up to your brain, like slowing down your breathing on the exhale. Muscle tension and then relaxation. These can be ways of telling your brainstem, we're safe, we're good, we're okay. Also just utilizing your senses. So having the right kind of music on can be really helpful for you in that state. You know, if you're in a shutdown state, maybe you just want silence and that's okay. That might be what your system needs. If you're in a flight by energy, you might want something that is a bit heavier and louder and faster. So finding the right piece of music for your state can be really helpful. Finding the right artistic expression, creative expression. If you're in shutdown, maybe you don't want to put, you know, go out and dance. Painting might be it for you in that in that state. For your stuck, frozen energy, maybe going for a swim is a good idea. You feel that stuck energy and you Exert yourself physically in a pool. Use all your muscles. And you really feel it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about you. But these are ways by using our senses, by using our body, that we can use that stuck energy and send that signal up to the brain that we're okay, that we're not stuck, that we're not stuck or we don't have to be stuck in the same defensive feedback loop, that we can actually change it from top down or bottom up. There's lots of sensory things that you can do as... Pieces of equipment for your inner journey, even though it comes from the outside. There might be a certain texture or a scent that you know it can bring you to safety and help you regulate. There might be things in your environment that you can manipulate to help yourself to feel more safety. There's also, I mean, just at a very fundamental, basic level, which is kind of hard to listen to, but there's these fundamental organismic response tendencies. Just very simple approach and avoid, or these feelings of attraction and repulsion. Not just feelings, but not just feelings, but and not exactly sensations, but it's these basic, just I like this, I don't like that, I want more of this, I'm I repelled by that. I personally am absolutely repelled by peanut butter. I can't stand the smell of it, and I cannot stand the texture of it, the stickiness. Oh, God. No, thank you. Myself, as an organism, as best I tell, is absolutely repelled by peanut butter. Discuss me you can psychoanalyze me as much as you like based on the information i'd be i'd be very curious to hear what you think send me an email with your your breakdowns of why <laughs> it's disgusting it's gross likewise i i feel this pull toward the scent of a lemon i just my my myself as an organism is just like yes that feels right when i feel the need to just meditate and self-regulate i will listen to myself my body tells me where to sit what the light should be, you know, as far as like dimmed or, or not. Myself, my, myself as an organism tells me where to go and what to do. And I just listen to it. And that helps me. That's a tool I use to help me to go inward. So usually I like to just go into the this corner spot here in my office, but there's been times where I'm like, no, just being outside on the deck, that's where I need to go. Or going in the living room on this uh, certain couch that I like or my, my body likes, I suppose. It's just time to go there and have the lights off versus dim. So it, it just I just trust my myself is te- can't tell me what it needs. I'm listening to my body, my body's telling me. My myself is telling me. just this is safe and this isn't, even in very, very simple terms. Yes to this and no to that. You know that that can be it sounds simple and it is, but it also isn't because you have to really be kind of keenly aware of like this feels right. And I'm going to do more of this or I'm going to follow this instinct, this little impulse, this pull towards whatever it is, or this repulsion away from whatever it is, peanut butter. But hey, thank you so much for listening. I do hope you've learned something new to help you in your own journey of being a stuck knot and going inward and exploring and adventuring your own internal world. If you like this episode, do me a favor, share it with someone that you think will benefit from it and make sure you're following or subscribed or whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's podcast, it is available on YouTube as well now, and when you're followed or subscribed or whatever it is, you will get updated immediately with every week's new episode. Thanks again. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing that this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlnft.com.